Blog Talk Radio. Hey y'all, it's Chad Bearden and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. I'm trying to remember someone I can't forget. Like a song I don't know that I can't get out of my head. Can't seem to shake the face of... Hi listeners and welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Uh, today on the show, we welcome back our very good friend, uh, Mary Cutter, or... Or MK, as I tend to call her, 99.9% of the time. <laughs> we'll um, talk with Mary about what she's been up to since uh, the last time she was on. Her uh, her a newfound TikTok stardom. And anything uh, that she's working on that uh, that uh, she can talk about. And I, and I have an inkling uh, that, that she's working on a little something-something. I've got an inkling. So um, this is going to be fun. So that being said, let's go ahead and and uh, uh, and welcome back our lovely friend, uh, Mary Cutter, back to the show. Hey, MK, how are you? Hey, Cody, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, um, thanks for doing this again. And 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 and, and, and we've had this on the schedule for probably about a month or so now, and and. And we've been uh, uh, texting each other back and forth the last couple of days, like, like, are you ready for Tuesday? You know, so so mm-hmm. I'm glad it's finally here. Same here. You know, it's always good to talk to you, and you know, it is kind of crazy how you know. I feel like I said this the last time I was on. We've been friends for such a long time, and you know, it's crazy though. Like we haven't seen each other in person for years and um it's, it's crazy how you know social media connects us and keeps us connected and you know we're just a a phone call or text away i guess you know but it's so good to just hang out absolutely and 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 i was actually um discussing this with uh, my mom the other night we met uh-huh. all the way back uh in 2014 wow when we did that 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 at belmont interview Wow. Okay, so we are almost a decade into our friendship. That's kind of cool. Just two years away. That's pretty impressive. That's crazy. Saying. That's absolutely That's crazy. Incredible. And and uh, and speaking of of how we met, uh, um, do you wanna wanna uh, tell the story? Cause absolutely. It's a cool so, story. Well, you know, I tend to think it is too. Uh, so. Cody and I met um, when uh, I did an interview. I interviewed you, so the tables were turned. I used to work at a radio station. It was a TV station as well um, where I had a weekly show called Mary Cutter's Country Music Hour, and it was uh, the station was right outside of Louisville, Kentucky, where I'm from, and I would have different guests on every week, and Cody was one of my guests. It was a on-location interview at Belmont University. I wasn't even living in Nashville yet. And, uh, you know, I feel like we had gotten connected just through socials, though. Right, Cody? Like, if I knew I wanted to have you on the show, you're on the show. Mm-hmm. We became friends. And it, it's just kind of crazy. I feel like as adults, you know, it's one of those things where we have friends that we don't see all the time, but we still text 
and we still, you know, comment on each other's stuff and just, you know, it's just like a friend, you know, you have that's rooting for you, you know, which I feel pretty lucky to have. Absolutely. Same here. And, 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 and I've been doing the podcast at that point for probably about two years at that point because mm. I started the show in 2012. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I think you were one of the first musical uh, 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 um, uh, musical guests we've ever had. That's incredible. Wow. So I guess we go farther back then than even uh, 14. We had just met in person in 2014. Right, absolutely. That's crazy. I thank God for social media. Hey, that's uh, the truth, you know? And also thank God for radio. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's how we met. In person, anyway, that's how we met. uh, Through radio. That's right. That's right. That's so crazy. Time really goes by fast, though. You know, and congratulations. Absolutely does. You know, you're still crushing your show, and it's incredible. Absolutely, and and I can't believe that, uh, speaking of the show, I can't believe this is our 10th year. That's incredible. Congratulations. I, I, I'm just like, what is life right now, you know? Seriously. That really is incredible. I hope you celebrate it, you know, just live it up, because that's such, a, such an accomplishment. Oh, I'm definitely celebrating. There's, there's, there's no question about that. I'm definitely celebrating. Uh, but anyway, uh, I want to talk to you today uh, about uh, uh, somebody's blowing up on TikTok, aren't you? <laughs> I'm having a good time on there. Man, I'll tell you what, like, I've just been having a blast. And, you know, I got introduced to TikTok from writing with a lot of different TikTok acts, uh, or I should say acts that are killing it on TikTok. Like Cooper Allen, he I wrote with him yesterday mm-hmm. again. Um, we've had, you know, we've been friends since before his TikTok days. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Tiger Lily, Alexandra Kay, uh, Nate Smith. Like, it, so from afar, I was seeing, you know, what TikTok could do, where you get to connect with people in a new way. You know, it's, it's unlike any other social media platform. And I'm so excited that, you know, I finally just took the plunge and started posting those boot stomps. And uh, and speaking of Cooper Allen, uh, I met Cooper uh, probably four, uh, three years ago now. I believe it was uh, uh, 2019. Uh, wow. He, he he was playing um, guitar for for uh, Victoria Shaw. Uh, I mean, they were playing oh, yeah. at at the uh, uh, listening room uh, when when Garth Brooks played the listening room. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, he's a great guy, and he's so talented. Actually, we um, were writing yesterday the song, man, the chorus, is it's like actual fire. Like, I really am excited, and I'm excited for Cooper. Like, he's one of those artists that, with or without TikTok, I really think that he's going to be huge, but TikTok really gave him an opportunity to, you know, showcase, you know, obviously his talents, but his great personality, too. Absolutely, and and speaking of that, uh, also a little birdie uh, uh, tells me that you're working on a song. Well, you, you know, it does go back to, 
Yes. Well, this is what's so crazy, Cody. So, okay. So I posted, I had just written a chorus of this song called Go South, and I didn't have a verse laid out. Honestly, I didn't really know what I was going to do with the verses, but I knew I liked the chorus, and uh, I posted it, and it kind of popped off a little bit. And so I was like, oh, Lord, you know, I think i got to finish this one. And so I actually finished it uh, this past weekend, and I was talking to my producer earlier, and we're going to get in the studio and uh, record the rest of the song now that we have it written. And I hope to drop it really soon. So really as soon as we can like physically finish the song and upload it to distribution, it will be out. That chorus, I'm going to tell you all right now, that chorus is fire. I'm, I'm, I'm hey, just going to say it right now. Well, you know, it is definitely is a what? pump up song. Uh, oh, well, absolutely. It is a hundred percent. You know, it's really been cool too, Cody. Um, so like there's like a button you can click, which I'm sure everyone else knew about this already, but you can click the sound on the TikTok and it takes you to this page where all the people that have used the sound on TikTok, it shows their videos. And I want to say, I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. I want to say we're just shy. It's either four or 500 different videos of different people making videos to this song. And the song mm-hmm. isn't even out yet. And, you know, I'm honestly, I feel like a pretty small TikTok account, you know, compared to like someone like Cooper who literally has millions of followers. And so, you know, the the fact that people have um, gravitated towards this song and like, the videos, like, I mean, some of them are people dancing. There's a lot of people on their horses. The song's called Go South. Some people playing sports. But something else I've noticed that's been really cool to see a lot of people with their uh, captions, like, they talk about, like, man, like, I left my abusive relationship of four years, and this song pumps me up and makes me feel like blah, 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 I can do anything. And then, like, other, I've seen other videos where it's, like, this is to the people, like, that have bullied me in the past, and, like, blah, 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 like, you know, your life matters, blah, blah, blah. And, like, so many different people have posted about how that song basically is a pump-up song and you know whenever I wrote it I like songs that make you feel good that's always been my jam if I can go that realm Mm -hmm. but lord I didn't even realize how much it would do that you know I didn't realize and I'll tell you what like that's what music's about you know people connecting with it and making them feel a certain way and like I don't know. I can't wait for everyone to hear the rest of the song. Everything within me wanted to, like, go on TikTok. Like, no, Mary, wait till it gets dropped. So, you know, <laughs> it will be soon. I, for one, cannot wait. It's uh, – uh, uh, judging from the chorus or from what you posted on uh, mm-hmm. on TikTok, it sounds like the best thing you've ever written. Hey, that is – quite a compliment like I really that means a lot to me last year I had 397 songwriting sessions co-writing sessions not solos like with other people um that were on the books that we did and you know man I felt like summer till end of the year last year I was able to be part of some of the best songs I've ever you know been able to be part of and of course go south this chorus I'd written I wrote just a couple weeks ago and um you know, I know you haven't heard the songs that I really believe in that I got to be part of last year, but, you know, for you to say something that kind, it really means a lot to me. Thank you. Absolutely. And and speaking of songs you've written, mm-hmm. you wrote a song that 
that artist by the name of Angie K. Uh, mm-hmm. Took that video to number one. Took that video That's to right. number one. That's right. Yep. And that's so that's crazy. I remember. Hey, like, Cody, like, it's just like, you know, as kids, we have these dreams, and I I posted about this on my Instagram, like, when I was a little girl, every morning before school, I would have my cereal in front of the TV, and I would watch CMT, and they would have the music (laughs) videos, and of course, on the weekends, it's the countdown, but I usually just, like, watch, and, okay, those... Okay, so Shane McAnally wrote that song. Oh, he wrote a song a couple of times ago. And, okay, and then this person signed to RCA or whatever. And that was kind mm-hmm. of my introduction to the beginnings of country, of, like, you know, how things work down here. And I remember just thinking, right. man, like, if I could have a song that I was part of that could be on this network, you know. And, and so it's really cool. And Angie's an amazing artist. And funny story, Cody, I don't know if I've ever, like, told anyone this in an interview but I was sicker than a dog the day we wrote it I uh, it was a zoom what? session I had mm-hmm. COVID and oh. uh, so I was home and uh, Angie and Chris they were both remote as well and I like almost canceled it. I mean I was like I had it I mean obviously I wasn't hospitalized or anything like that but I I like I was sick it was like a really, really, really bad flu. And uh, I, I felt so <laughs> nauseous the entire right. And I wanted to cancel it. And I almost did. But I thought, man, I don't want to get this crew together because Angie and Chris hadn't written together yet. Of course, I'd written with Angie and I'd written a lot with Chris separately. But I thought, man, like, it's going to be hard to get them in the same room again. You know, so let's just do this Zoom. And uh, we didn't have a title. We didn't have anything, but just this vibe that Angie was feeling. And she was like, you know what, you know, it is kind of crazy that, you know, people try to put people in a box of if they're country or not country. And, you know, Angie, she is Latino. Um, she was born in El Salvador before her family moved to America when she was it's either eight or nine years old. I think she was nine. And so the whole song was a – she wanted to write a song about being, you know, country is what country does, not where you're from, not how you talk. Right. You know, it's not like those little things. And – we just started spitballing, and, you know, that whenever she said that, it really resonated with me. And I just, man, like, yeah, I was kind of feverish, but I was throwing out all kinds of different ideas that, you know, ended up getting placed in the song that, uh, you know, that I guess resonated with people, you know. And one of my favorite lines in the song is, uh, it's uh, from Porsche sitting, talking to God, and just listening. You know, and I don't know, well, like, because that is part of it, too. It's not just, like, talking to guys, also listening to, which is sometimes right. not my uh, biggest strength. But, anyway, that's the backstory country is as country does. Well, one of the backstories. Cool. That song really had a journey, but I'm glad it's out. So. That's cool. Uh, uh, see, uh, this is why I love having songwriters on the show, because because you, you – um, um, get to hear uh, sort of the uh, uh, behind the scenes of, of what goes on in a writing session that 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 not that that, um, that not many people understand. You know, it's definitely it's a different thing. It is really cool though how like 
you know, I don't feel like that song transforms that much after the writing room two recording. Obviously, they put down some other instruments, but like it literally mm-hmm. is basically the same thing with the way she produced it. Um, some songs really do transform quite a bit. They're like, whoa, that totally like went from like a flower to a rose or whatever, you know, and neither one's better right. than the other. It's just a different thing. It is kind of cool how you get to see something blossom, and it's just from an idea or a word or a melody. It's really cool. Now, uh, I know I texted you this a couple of days ago. I uh-huh. want to get a little deep. I want to get a little deep with you, okay? And I know I can go there with you because because we've been friends all this time. Yep. Okay. So, uh, 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 I'm going back to to uh, um. Let's go back to when when COVID first started and and everything started shutting down. Uh, okay. As an artist, what were your your initial thoughts like? Oh crap, my career's over, or or uh, or uh, how'd you deal with that? You know, I was one of those people that um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be over super fast, um, I, and part of that was. Man, like, and you know this, Cody, and anyone that's been around me for about 10 minutes knows it. I, I'm very, like, so that I like to put the blinders on so I don't get distracted, right? Obviously, I had heard about what was going on in China. I heard some stirrings of that this virus, whatever it was, was coming over here. But, you know, obviously, there's always something crazy in the news going on. And I remember um, it was literally the day before everything shut down and went totally berserk. I was in a session with this girl, this artist, and she was like, yo, you know everything's about to shut down. I was like, wait, what? And she told me about it. And that night I went out to a show in Nashville, and I remember looking around me. I was packed with people. I thought, man, if this is a thing, I wonder if I should be in, like, a crowded bar right now. And I remember then, of course, the next day everything went crazy. They had canceled the – the basketball tournament, which that's when I was like, okay, it must be real, right? Um, Everything shut down. I immediately went to Zoom writing, and I thought, for whatever reason, I really thought it would be done within two weeks, month tops. And I just had no idea. I don't think any of us knew. And But I did know that I didn't want to slow down. Uh, At that point, uh, right before the shutdown happened, I was – doing a lot of business stuff here in town and whenever COVID happened, everything paused. And for a lot of people, myself included, just about everything that we had in the bag or so we thought fell through and, you know, massive layoffs on music row. Um, there were artists that were decided not to even be artists anymore. Writers that, you know, quit, um, cause they just couldn't afford them, afford to, you know, chase their dreams. And, uh, a lot of people didn't know what to do to pivot. And luckily, you know, whenever I thought it was going to be this two-week thing, I never took off um, from writing. I literally texted all my co-writers that next day after that show in Nashville. I said, hey, guys, let's just pivot to Zoom writing. Let's just do that. And before I moved to Nashville years before, I used to do Zoom writing with some people. So it wasn't totally foreign to me, um, but it was to most of my co-writers. But honestly, like, I rolled up my sleeves. And I wrote my butt off for that entire summer of 2020 that into the fall, more than I had ever written before. Like, I was literally thinking, man, if I can't go out and network, if I can't play shows, 
if everything's in a stall, I guess I can just write the most I've ever written. So I was doing two to three writes a day, which I'd done some of that obviously before COVID, but it was like six, seven days a week. I was doing two to three writes a day and then they were all on Zoom. And I was writing with anyone that would write with me because a lot of people, especially early on, they weren't writing. A lot of people were like, yeah, well, if we're off off for three months, I'll just have a break, you know, which is fine. Um, But there were obviously a lot of cancellations, so I filled those spots with other situations. But um, it's kind of crazy, Cody. Uh, A lot of my cuts that came out, especially last year, were from those lockdown months. And uh, there's going to be more songs coming out this year that were from those lockdown months as well. But it was scary. I'll tell you what the scariest thing was for me personally, outside of the real world stuff of what is going on and people are dying. In a musical world sense, I realized I didn't have control over the situation. And, you know, I've always been this way. I know you're this way too, where you always think, well, you know, if – something isn't working, I can figure it out. I can work harder. I can, you know, pivot. Well, you know, I couldn't force live shows to happen. I couldn't force the industry to be running. I couldn't force things to happen. And I thought, you know, were in my control pre-pandemic. I really got humbled by that, and which I guess I should have known all along, but that was definitely a life lesson that I learned where it's like, hey, you're actually not in control. God is, but you're not. But you know what, even when you're not in control of things, you can still work hard and plant seeds, you know? Right. And and uh, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, uh, well, uh, and this is sort of on a smaller scale, but, but uh, when, when, when I don't have, have shows scheduled for the next four or five weeks on the podcast, I start freaking the crap out. Totally. Totally. It's well. It's, I think so that you're such a planner. Just, you know. It's just something in me that that uh, that as I have these shows scheduled out like like a month in advance. You know, it's just right. something in me. Yes. Yes. Where you could you were continuing the show too, weren't you? Um, whenever oh, the uh, lockdown was happening, right? Oh, absolutely, hundred uh, uh, percent. We never quit either. I mean, it was uh, it was just just go go go, you know. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm glad you didn't slow down. You know. Oh yeah, and, you know, and uh, obviously, everyone, uh, go ahead. Now. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, uh, if this had been a in-person podcast, we probably would have switched over to Zoom. But uh, since right. uh, since it, uh, since this is just a phone call, we never quit. Right. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense, and I'm you know kudos to you. Everyone deals with stuff in a different way, but. You know, I'm glad that you were able to, you know, keep on slaying, you know, with your show not stop. Absolutely. And uh and I thought about, you know, uh, reaching out to the the uh Brad Paisley's of the world, the uh the uh Runaway Junes of the world, you know, when this whole whole pandemic was 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 happening, I thought about reaching out to them for uh for interviews because because uh, pretty much everybody was staying home at that point, 
and nobody really right. had anything to do. Uh, so I thought about reaching out to the bigger name artist at that point, but and I tried, but it never got anywhere. So I figured, what the heck? Right, right. Well, you know what? There is something to be said too for investing in the next realm of the Brad Paisleys, the next realm of the you know Runaway Junes, the Marina Lamberts, the Carries. You know, and I think that's really something that's so cool that you've done. You've taken bets on artists that you know are going to do something, and I, I think your radar is incredible, FYI. Um, I know you've had literally hundreds of artists on your show, maybe thousands actually, like, you know, different individuals. Um, but it is really cool because I'll tell you what, in a couple years, and I mean this, you're going to have people that won the ACM Awards, the, you know, the CMAs, Grammys, like straight up, Cody, and it's because – just like in everything else, you know, for the most part, people find people right before, you know, they take off and they're champions of them. And I think you're doing so much good with what you do. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm going to – I'm probably going to cry when we get, 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 when we get up the show. I'm probably going <laughs> to cry. But um, anyway, um, uh, you know, I do tell people all the time uh, – um, these independent artists, I do tell them all the time because, because, because I honestly believe this. Um, I say, I cannot wait to see you up on that CMA stage, and it's going to happen for you. That really means a lot to me, Cody. I mean, like that—that that means the world. And I know, you know, we both have had the opportunity to meet so many talented people and and work with them and. I mean, obviously, I add you to that list, not just songwriters and artists, but, you know, business folks. Although, I guess, in a sense, you are an artist. You know, you might not be singing on your show every week, but, you know, you're speaking, you're performing. I am a creative. You know, you're a great host. You're a creative, yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, and it is is really neat that, uh, and I've told you this before. I don't know if I've told you on air or not, but it is so cool how music connect it literally and it sounds so sappy but it literally does connect because we never would have become friends if it hadn't been for music you know so i don't know it is exactly. a pretty neat journey as yeah it's, it's a pretty cool thing exactly and uh and and going back to what you said about about us being creators and all this and all this stuff this is the best quote i've ever heard about about a creative people. This is the absolute best quote I've ever heard. It says uh, something like, uh, "Normal people, I want their stars to heal. Uh, creative people want to uh, to uh, stick their finger in it, and make it hurt a little bit more." Wow, that's true. That's true. It, that's know? incredibly true. It's it's it, uh, I think, uh, and I'll be honest, I'll be totally honest with you here. And I'm the same way. Mm. I think creative people tend to feel things deeper than the average person. I think so, too. For better or for worse, you're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. Uh, sometimes it's a blessing. A lot of times it's church. <laughs> totally. And, you know, I think it, it happens to, you know, cause I have chewed on that quite a bit because you're, you're not wrong at all. Um, you feel the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows and learn this business that, pushes every button there is known to mankind in the emotional department. So it's almost like we have mm-hmm. to figure out ahead of time 
what we're going to do when we're feeling the high of the high and what we're going to do with that low of the low feeling. Are we going to create art? Are we going to do something that's not good? Are we going to love on other people still? Is it going to change like, our, our perspective towards the world? You know, because if you are going to feel things really intensely, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with emotions, but what do you do with those emotions? And that's the question, you know? Exactly. And, and thankfully for me, uh, when I do have those kind of kind of down moments where I'm like, I don't want to do the show anymore. I'm I'm done. Something's happened, you know. Like I've gotten turned down for an interview or whatever, you know. I go straight to music. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the end all be all for me is music. Whatever I'm going through, same. I turn on I I turn on that music and I just zone out completely. I love that. I love that. Well, that's where the passion comes down to, you know. It's obviously about other pieces as well, but music is what came first. That's how we got involved in all this. We all loved music, and that's what we don't want to lose sight of. You know, the other stuff, it's Gucci if it's great, but, it, you know, and if it's not, that's fine. That's not what we're here for. We're here for the music. Right, exactly. Uh, and And I know you feel the same way that I do. Uh, uh, I always go back to uh, the Luke Combs song "Doing This," uh, mm. where he says, "Where he says, I'd still be doing this if I wasn't doing this." That's the same. I love that. That's the same for me. I, I yep. don't care about fame. I don't. I don't care about about glory. I don't care about money. I don't care about any of that. That's not uh-huh. why I do this. Why I do right. this. Is because I, I absolutely one hundred percent love it, and there's literally nothing I would I'd rather be doing with my life. I love that so much. You know, it says so much. It says so much about you know, uh, the passion. I mean, the passion is what also gives you the sustainability for ten years. Awards, like seriously, it blows <laughs> my mind. Uh, you need uh, to come uh, on down to Nashville. You need to let me know when you're in town next. We'll go see a show together or something. Go get 100%. some food, some coffee. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, uh, uh, former uh, uh, University of Tennessee uh, football player, uh, Inky Johnson, uh, uh, says this all the time. And, uh, and I totally believe it. He goes, uh, um, commitment is staying true to uh, – what you said you would do uh, 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 long after the uh, mood that you said it in is left. I love that. Wow. And that stuck with me for many, many years. That that stuck with me. You know? It's a powerful. That's, that's really true, you know. And, you know, I hope that that spark and that passion in us never fades. You know, and I hope we Absolutely. keep out. I hope 10 years from now, Cody, let's just manifest this, that we're going to have another interview, and uh, maybe it'll look different. Maybe it'll be an in-person, and maybe it'll be on the phone. Who knows? But we'll still have that same fire. That would be pretty cool, you know? Absolutely. And 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 I'm saying this right now. In 10 years, you, you will be a CMA winner. I'm putting it out there. Hey. That means so much to me. What would be the epitome of, like, success for, you know, 
a show host? Like, what what does that look like? What is the award? That would be uh, uh, CMA Broadcaster of the Year. Well, then you know what? I'm going to say it too, King. I think you're going to have a CMA Broadcaster of the Year award too, and I I'm really excited to celebrate it. That that means so much to me. I mean, uh, uh, and and uh, as we wrap things up here, uh, um, I know you've got uh, um, the new single that you're dropping soon, but uh, and I know you've got probably uh, dozens more rights planned on the books, <laughs> uh, folks. Uh, um, pretty much every time I text this girl. Or call her. She'll text me back and be like, "Sorry, I was in a rut, <laughs> or something." You're not wrong. And, uh, and that, that is really the sitch. Yep. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And and I I tell everybody this all the time that will listen. You are are one of a, a handful of people that I think are the hardest workers I've ever seen in my life. That means a lot to me. Thank you. I love what I do, and I feel like, you know what, like, why not work hard, you know? I mean, I think that there's a lot harder jobs than writing songs, you know what I mean? Like, where I come oh, yeah. from, people, for the most part, are farmers, or they work the line at the factory, and that's hard work. Those, I mean, those, mm-hmm. that's, those are hard jobs, you know? And, I mean... I guess we do a different kind of hard work. It's more like, you know, we're trying to be creative, and that can be draining and stuff. But the thing is, why not work as hard as we can? You know, we're so freaking lucky to get to do it. And I don't know. I mean, I hope, you know, we both never slow down. Oh, uh, uh, (laughs) I told this to an artist friend of mine um, a few weeks ago. I said, I said, uh, I I'm going to keep doing this until y'all tell me to shut up. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to tell you to shut up, so I think you're going to be doing it for a while. I hope so. Uh, uh, hey, uh, this has been so much fun. I'm I'm so glad we did this today. It's been a blast. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And, and, and um, before I let you go uh, – uh-huh. I know you already know this, but 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 I 100% consider you family. I feel the same way, Cody. Same way. Uh, uh, well, we've been friends for so long that that at this point I can't consider you uh, um, um, anything but family at this point. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm so glad that you know. I mean. What a blessing, you know, and, um, you know, we're, we're each other's musical family, and that, that's that's pretty cool, you know, and thank you for being such a great friend. It, it really does mean a lot to me, and you're always so encouraging, and, you know, your hard work and, like, you know, diligence, I mean, not to sound sappy, but it inspires me to roll up my sleeves and see what I can do, too. So, you know, thank you so much, and I think I can speak for everyone has tuned in. I mean, you're such a great human, and I wish there were more Cody Murphys in the world, to be honest. But I'm glad there's one. Okay, that that pretty much left me, left me speechless at this point. 
So, and and that's and that's a uh, hard thing to accomplish. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully it's only good things. But you know, I just it's so good to talk to you, Cody. And let's talk soon. And let me know whenever you come back to Nashville, okay? Absolutely. Uh, uh, um, um, one quick thing before I do let you go. Uh huh. I think you've heard that that Eric Church is opening a new bar uh, um, early next year, and yes. I, I might be at the grand opening. I might <gasps> be at the grand opening That's of that. That's so exciting. That's awesome. Um, Let me know. I'm crossing my fingers uh, that I get to go. I think it opens maybe next – well, it's early 2023, so probably – uh, next February or March. Awesome. Well, let me know, and um, that's going to be great. I bet it's going to be a great bar, you know? It's a six-story bar. It's it, it's six stories uh, uh, where, where um, I think it was where uh, Cotton Eye Joe's used to be. Awesome. That's going to be a great spot. Man, how cool. Is it, it's going to be – it's a bar, music venue, and uh, and a barbecue place. That sounds delicious. I can get behind some good barbecue. Same. All right. Um. Um. I think we're gonna gonna uh let you go and let you get about your evening now. But but uh um. Thank you again for doing this, Mary. Hey, thank you again for having me and um. Gosh, you know, can't wait to see what all this year is going to hold. Same, and and I know you're going to do do um, uh, major league big things. Ditto, King. All right, well, I'll let you go. Have a good night, okay? All right, I'll talk to you later, girl. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, bye. Well, hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, the lovely Miss Mary Cutter. Uh, I could literally talk to Mary for hours. Uh, but anyway, uh, next Tuesday at uh, 4.30 Central, um, continuing our string of, of returning guests, we welcome back the lovely ladies of, of Jay Madison. So I think with that, I, uh, I think I'm going to end the episode right here. Uh, you've been listening to uh, Wait Days with Murph. Thank you and goodbye.